What's going on, y'all? I'm Brad. I'm Jeremy. And uh, we've been talking about things concerning reconciliation for a long time now. 20 years now. I'm white. I'm black. And we thought if we talked together about it in podcast form, it might serve some people. So let's, let's do talk it. about it. Broken and different, that's what we are. That's us. Blinded by chasing heaven's brightest star. Sun, we going towards him. We run with limps. We got, if got, you got, respond got, accordingly, you'll learn to hobble with, hobble with till we find where glory be. What glory at? No pros or experts on this that journey. Show we are just learning how Jesus, Jesus makes, makes art out of our life's debris. Hey, Brad. What's going on, Jeremy? Not another much, another conversation, man. Let's do it. Uh, we're gonna talk about this idea of reboot, okay. rebooting. Okay. Um, uh, only said once, but never t- to ever ever be referred to as rebooting. Yes, that's right, rebooting. <laughs> but rebooting, <laughs> uh, this idea of reboot, which is uh, there is this idea. There's uh, when we talk about racial um uh issues uh a tendency a bad tendency in some conversations is to generalize uh this is somebody asking the question well how should i treat black people yes and my response would be what black people <laughs> who yeah who are you talking who about who are you talking about yes. um because it's easy to say, I think it's easy to say treat them like human which i think is true because a tendency that I've seen in conversation is that, in conversation and experience, is that folk want to treat uh, black folk as if they are all the same. And my black folk, yeah. y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but what we all know uh, is that <clears throat> you can't do that. Uh, and, and to ask, how should I treat black people? That's something that you ask when you're trying to, I don't know, pick out a pet. Because you learn how to treat one dog, mm-hmm. you can pretty much mm-hmm. take care of the rest of them. You know, you just go into the zoo. Yeah, but we not. How do you raise monkeys? Yeah, yeah. How do you we raise iguanas? All right, that's that. You know? That's that hot word. That monkey. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and we are not that. We that's are not right. monkeys. We are not dogs. Nope. We are not. We are nope. people. Um, sometimes I just want to say, how do you treat your mama? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that, that's that's how you should. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. So. Uh, there, there, now there needs to be said, well, there is a need for rebooting mm-hmm. um, that I think is a really pivotal piece of the multi-ethnic journey. Yes. Uh, so you know, okay, I treat them like human, not all the same, um, but do you get brownie points? Do you get a level up, uh, some kind of like special move once you've built relationship with a person cross-culturally. Um, so, and this particularly, this has happened, I think it's been particularly important for white people. They, they talk to black folk, they might be in that black gospel choir or go to okay. a black church. Okay. And then they think, oh, I'm in a black church in, I don't know, uh, I'm in a black church in uh, Pennsylvania, I'm going to the South, I, I just joined in, and I'm gonna be right with the crew. I can say the same things and do the same things. Uh, there, not necessarily true. No, not true. Uh, not, not true, true at all. 
Uh, and it requires a reboot. And I think anyone who has been on this journey, multi-ethnic journey, even if you haven't named it, at some point you should have felt it. The need, this idea that I need to start over. That means starting relationship over. Square one. Um, Because the trust that you gain with one group of people of a certain ethnicity or race is not necessarily going to transfer to the next relationship. What should transfer is your cross-cultural skills. That's right. That's Um, right. What should transfer is a value, the value of humility to like be able to wait for trust. But let's I, I'm going forward. I, I want to talk mm-hmm, about this mm-hmm. issue of rebooting because we mm-hmm. have had a relationship um, that needed some um, rebooting. Uh, but it's it's worth talking about first how trust had been built between me and you. Yeah, yeah. And I know when I first built, was trust started. The the seed of trust was planted securely and maybe even a little watered. And that was when. <laughs> I was a college student, and we decided to have a, um, what was it, a multi-ethnic night. Mm-hmm. This was a, it was a great idea. It was, we knew we had, we had our, our, our group had become more diverse, but we knew it was something deeper than that. Is we this wanted with the food? To, this is with the food. Oh. So we oh, knew we wanted to. Oh, you're going to tell that story. Yes. Oh, Brad. We knew we wanted oh. to go deeper in relationship oh, no. and that it wasn't enough to just have bodies in the seat, man. That's we right. wanted Not to, representation. We needed we more. We wanted deep connection. Yeah. So to start that, to kickstart that, we decided let's have a multi-ethnic night. Everybody where loves food. Everybody loves food. Mm-hmm. Everybody bring a food, particularly from their country of mm-hmm. origin. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be born there, but like, what do your roots go back to? Bring mm-hmm. food from there. And this was also uh, to help some of the white folks realize you have a culture. Yes. You have a background. You have an ethnicity. Preach to them. You folks. know, so like, you know, we, we need to help them realize that. Yeah. But also include these other folks that, you know, maybe uh, really wanted to contribute more than yeah, just representation yeah, yeah. to the night. Yeah. 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 So it was good. Good idea. Because great idea. I, I would say a great idea. So we did that. Um, people brought uh, food from their country of origin. They set them off in tables. Above the table, it had the, the country and where it was, because yep. Lord knows people needed to know. Yep. People didn't know exactly where it was. A flag. I printed out a had million a flag, flags. Had some, some, some facts about the country. Mm-hmm. And also, I think I remember some prayer requests. Prayer requests, yep. So it was a great night. Uh, it just so happened, one of the leaders, yep. who shall not be named, but it wasn't me, who was a biracial, mm-hmm. part white, part I'll just say something else, because okay. for the sake of saving face, yes, um, one of the leaders while at this thing tasted something that came from the island of Haiti, mm-hmm. which a young Haitian lady had brought. And he responded by saying, this is nasty. Yeah. And so that conversation had to be had in our leadership meeting. At our leadership meeting, I am but, what, two or three years in. Yeah. I'm a relatively young leader. Jeremy is only about a year, year and a half. No, that was my first That's year, man. First, okay, That's my first, first year, year at University of South Florida. A bunch of haterade coming my way every other week. And this is the conversation I'm trying to lead. So you got to have this conversation. So to the credit to that, 
that group, those group of students, my friends, uh, they stated, the young lady stated it plainly. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. you said my food was nasty, uh, just freely, mm -hmm. and without any regard for, like, the food, the who people. made it, the people. Yeah, there's no love. Yeah. There. Now, yeah. I, I, I couldn't be the only uh, person of color who was thinking this, but I just remember thinking, you really said something nasty and a whole country of folk eat it? Like, yeah. how, how prideful is that when mm -hmm. he said it? And then he had a chance to, like, repent. You yeah, know, respond and repent. Respond yeah. to which he responded. And she, and she wasn't, like, bashing him. No. She was just like, no, this is what happened. She this, actually, it, I remember her I thought communicating. she was very graceful. She was graceful and she yeah. communicated hurt. It just like, it, yeah, just, it hurt Yeah, this me. hurt me. And here's space and for his, you his respond. response was, I have the right to feel what I feel. Yeah. And say what I say. Like, it wasn't good to me. Yeah. And so I said just totally missed it. So he just, just digging, digging. Yeah, he took a giant shovel. So I don't know the details, but at some point that room oh, exploded. Yes, it did. Exploded. Because there was some, we'll call them woke. At that moment, that word wasn't that word wasn't a word back then, no. but some perceived woke white folk. And it was a mix of folks. So it's some, yeah, no, it was very some diverse. Some African-Americans, some African nationals, some Caribbean folk. Um, and then also some white folks. Some I think forty five percent of that team was non white. So, yeah. So it, when when the tensions came, it exploded. Oh, it was on. And, and, and I would say uh, we never talk about this, but I think it exploded because we were building bonds and we were pretty close, and so people really cared. Yes. And that's why it was just this great offense because wait, you're supposed to be one of us, and yet you're you're talking like this and you're you saying things like this. So it exploded at one point. A white woman gets on a chair, yes. looks at the guy, and just pointing at him in the face and saying, "You are racist! You are racist! You are racist!" Just yelling at him, man. yelling, just going for it. Somewhere in the ruckus, <laughs> I get up out of my chair, walk to the back of the room, post up, which means arms crossed, one leg oh, on the gosh. wall, and I'm just watching. Burned in my memory forever. What? <laughs> I'm just watching, and I'm just, I'm, I'm watching. Because I'm just like, well, let's see what the white guy gonna do now. Oh, he's such let's a punk. Let's see punk, how he's gonna handle <laughs> this. Let me hang it. He said he really cares. <laughs> let's see how he handles this. Mm -hmm. I'm still building trust. This is your first year, so I'm still feeling the hurt of losing uh, my previous. You're still mad about I, the urinal the, video. The, the urine the, that didn't help. You, you still in negative with me. So <clears throat> yep. I'm just like, let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember. In that conversation, uh, you sticking with it, tensions high, and I don't remember us coming to a res like a, a a specific resolution in that day. No, we didn't. Uh, I remember us saying we need to have further conversation, um, and maybe the most significant thing is that you were okay with that, you didn't leave, and you showed up the next time, mm -hmm. um, and that's when trust for us started. <laughs> I'd say like deep, deep trust. So of right, course there's right. some trust for me to show up, but like deep trust of like, okay, I can pursue deeper relationship um, with Jeremy now. Yeah. Um, and so that started something like mm -hmm. we, uh, we, uh, we went down this road of just learning and knowing each other. Um, we got closer and maybe the next, you good? You want to say anything about that moment about how you All were All I know is I was like, Brad, I need you. 
<laughs> right? And I was like telepathically sending signals out to your face. <laughs> and you just crossed your arms. I was like, oh, he's not going to help. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> What's going to happen? <laughs> like half these students don't even like me right now. Oh, like, man. Oh, oh, I needed, I needed a, a, like those little light, the little... Uh, life preservers that you put on kids as little wings. That's what I needed. I need, <laughs> need somebody some to blow up, need need some, some, blow up some floaties for me, man. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, this is this is rough, man. But I tell you what, man, that that um, to get through that experience, I mean, that was, I mean, it's pretty bad. It was a pretty bad yeah. leadership meeting. Yeah. It, it definitely ranks up in the like top three terrible leadership meetings I've ever been mm. a part of. Um, but to get through it, you know, as a, as a team. And I think that, that showed, like, we really can have hard times, fights, yeah. like family. Like, yeah. really, really like family. We could really yeah. go at it, and, and that's okay. And I didn't have to, like, prove my leadership, and I didn't have to, like, solve all the problems all at once. I could just be like, okay, let's come to a place of, like, rest, Mm-hmm. But not necessarily solve it all, which I know for a lot of white dudes, and even for me, the temptation is we got to solve it now. And there's mm-hmm. no patience, there's no sitting in it, there's no process. It's like we got to check this box, we got to fix it now. And that that was a big, big yeah. moment for me to go, okay, we really can do this. We I don't really have to fix everything right this second. And then, and then Brad's going to be on the back of this wall. So we'll, we'll, <laughs> I thought I thought you had basically quit. There was a moment where I was like, mm. I think he just quit, you know. Mm. So there, there was that, that was that in my mind. And I think I, after that meeting, there was definitely a few people. I was like, Hey man, what'd you think? You know, like scared, like please don't leave. Like, <laughs> I think you're. I think I do remember. I don't know if it was the same night, but very shortly after, I was like, Hey, what'd you think? Type of thing, because I, I, I just, I was afraid that you were uh, going to take your floaties and, and leave. So, yeah. Good times. It's interesting uh, that having that moment, just having that moment being allowed to happen, it felt like now we're stepping into my reality. And I think that's for a lot of the folk of color. It was like, oh, now we, now we in it. This yeah. is this yeah. is what we've been. Feeling. This is real. This is yeah. now now my internal world, like or at least my world. Mm-hmm. What happens in my world now? Now you're starting to get a little bit of a taste. But also, what's interesting is that, and, and, and folk we know what I'm talking about. After that, after that, uh, after that, uh, after that meeting, what happens for us? I don't know if it's. I don't know. I don't remember anybody talking about leaving. But what we do is we go and have jokes about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you see her standing on that chair? <clears throat> she stood on that chair, man. And he he was yeah, we know he raises. He <laughs> well, at least he was acting like it then. Uh and then at the end of that conversation it goes, Yeah, you coming back? I think so. Yeah, yeah let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then the most important uh, another thing that's important is to see who actually shows up again. Yeah. And that that helps. That that that, that that's where I think deeper bonds are formed. Now there, the next moment, moment number two. Okay. Uh, that I think helped build trust. Another uh, conflict. So there's this thing called the Tampa Urban Project. That's what it was called at yes. the time, where they put an obscene amount of students in a little house, 
and say and teach uh, and teach students taught us I should say uh, about God's heart for the poor, God's heart for reconciliation, God's heart for uh, the neighborhood. When mm-hmm. I say the neighborhood, I mean the hood, mm-hmm. um, and how he sees you know overall how he sees the city. This is really this six week experience where you're relocated to the inner city and you're hitting on it's these intense, man. deep theological intense. things and you're pr- so you're doing this deep theological in-depth study and thinking and reading but also like you're doing it while also doing some practice yes so yes. you're volunteering at these places that serves the marginalized uh and so i entered this thing uh already a little a little apprehensive because i'm like y'all gonna teach me about where i'm from yeah, and these white dudes finna sh- finna talk about where I'm from. <laughs> come on, come on. It's a silly concept. So, so like you said, it was intense. Um, they weren't playing any games at this thing. So, we have to walk from our house to this uh, school that has the place where we're gonna be doing training and teaching. And it takes about a good five to ten minutes to get there. Um, they tell us, "Hey, be on time." Need to say we get there a little late. Um, so we sit down. Jeremy, this guy who I'm just, you know, I'm building trust. We've gotten through that moment. I'm sit down, sits us down. Uh, whole group of students. Whole right? group, yeah. whole group of students, uh, and it's a diverse group. And he says, "How y'all doing?" Uh, and of course, this is my reenactment of it. But how y'all doing? Everyone's like, "Good." You know, we can we can tell. It's our first time, our first class. And then he. He gets his his face goes straight. He go, don't you ever be late again to my class. Instantly, I just sit back in the chair, arms crossed, probably again. Mm-hmm. Yep. And in my head, I'm thinking, you ain't who my are you daddy. talking to? You ain't my daddy. <laughs> you ain't my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> now this is before I was on staff and we had yeah, to talk. But yeah. uh, uh, and if you want to know what I'm talking about when I say before, you gotta. Listen to the other podcast. Other podcast. Uh, yeah. But I just remember this dude ain't my daddy, and with a and so my fa- my face went straight for the whole class. Oh yeah. And if and you this, don't know Brad, Brad can shut it down. Like <laughs> his face, he's very expressive, and he will he will shut it down. And I, you could tell every I, day, all day. You're like, I wasn't oh, even in the room. Okay. I was like. Nope. No, this this ain't how it's going to go. Yep. No, you going to tell me about my neighborhood and you yep. telling me not to be late to your class? Yep. You ain't talking to me like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I think we may have ended at the at the two hours of me just being gone. Like, right, uh, right. Sitting down, but gone. Uh, I think we may have ended in prayer and I got straight up and I was gone. Yeah. I was gone. Um, and I know you've felt something was wrong yeah. or off. Um, and the question of, did you lose me? Because I think you did lose me then. <laughs> not like lose me forever, but just like I was I was not in the right not frame of mind. It. No, yeah. Um, and I remember you came to the house and asked to speak to me privately. Mm-hmm. And so we talked, and you explained how you had to put on a different hat and how – the topics that we were going to be talking about are so important and so necessary, especially for some of the white students, but also for all students. But it's necessary for them to understand and learn and respect the neighborhood that they're in and yeah. to get this 
understanding about God's heart for the city, for the marginalized, that you have to wear a certain hat. Um, and it's, you said something that I did not understand. It's the first time I heard it from you. And, that's, uh, and it was that you said, and I, you said something along the lines, I hope you can, like, check in. Like, don't check out because I look forward to the day where you lead me. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I remember in my mind saying, okay. In the back of my mind, mm-hmm. I'm saying, okay, but I'm also thinking, you know, high power distance. You yeah. the, you the staff. I'm student. I'm just a student. I just showed up to this. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. If you if you say so, um, but it, that was a moment where I realized, oh wait, you care. You care about this. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can check in. I can see what what's going on, and I respect that you know that this is important for people to 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 get. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that built significant trust mm-hmm. um, between me and you. Uh, and I actually think that, yeah, that was the second, that was the second moment where it was like, okay, now we're on a journey. Um, and there was pursuit from you, yeah, even when it was tough. Because um, uh, I knew you were mad at me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, let's, and let's, let's paint the picture. I'm a... Let's just paint a picture so people have a, a, a right picture of this. Yes. How tall are you, Jeremy? I am 5'8 <laughs> on a good day. Okay, 5'8 white guy. <clears throat> white dude. 5'8 white guy. I'm a 6'3 black man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not humongous, but I'm tall. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I know then I'll talk to you like I'm talking now. Yeah. Um, and so it, it wasn't an easy gap to kind of step no, into no, no. uh but that happened and mm-hmm. so there was some mm-hmm. respect and trust gain mm-hmm. there so now over the years we have a lot of respect and time and experience together yeah. yep um <clears throat> maybe one day we'll share the funniest joke we've ever not now not now the funniest joke we've ever um engaged in together for a later it, it, time. It, it is maybe relevant to this topic. It is booted. definitely relevant. It's one of those things you do not say. You don't say that with anybody no, else. No, you don't have. Unless certain, you think that dude joke. is a inside brother. Yeah, is a right. brother. That's the only time you can, can do it's that. the only time you can. <laughs> we're, we're, we'll share that end. We'll yeah, share yeah, that end. Okay. It'll be a bonus. Okay, okay. bonus <laughs> bonus, bonus story. Um, so we built significant trust, and it's because we had those experiences, and now... Um, both of us feel like, no, that's my brother. Yeah. That's my brother. And here comes the the issue of reboot. Yeah. So you have all that experience with me, even to now. Yep. But when you come in contact with another black man or a black woman or a black person, mm-hmm. you can't. You can't talk to them like you talk to me. No, sir. You can't broach the topics that you no, might broach with sir. me. No, sir. Not until we um, hit some, we got to take some steps. And so that requires a reboot. Yep. So you believe that. You believe that with 15-ish years of experience of growing in relationship with me, and close experience. I've been 20 um, years in, in the neighborhood. 20 years in the neighborhood. I've already in this neighborhood. Yeah. With neighbors. And you've been had, let's say, about six years, mm, let me think, maybe 10 years of having some of my mama's Thanksgiving 
sweet oh, potato yeah, sweet pie. Sweet potato pie. That's good. <laughs> Some good. <laughs> but you have all this experience, and yeah. and you planted like you planted a ministry that was predominantly black at a community college. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was at least at one point sixty percent leaders of color. Yeah, were running that thing, and so I had deep deep and the chapter at USF that. Mm-hmm. The student ministry at USF that you helped out that that you took over when I was there, yeah. we saw that turn from majority white to majority minority. Yes, right. So all these experiences, but yeah. when you get when you meet a person, a black person, when person I walk of up color, to that person of color for Publix, first time, we not sharing jokes. No, no, no. You rebooting because I'm the most dangerous person. There you go in the room. Gotcha. Know? So. I just gotta, I just gotta walk with that. I, Why we, is we this? back at square one, man? But, you know, I, I think it's a repentance from entitlement. Okay. Because I had a couple of experiences, and now I'm entitled to trust. That just seems foolish to me. Mm. I'm entitled to your, your positive response. I'm entitled, you know, it's all kinds of assumptions that are being projected uh, onto another. Whenever I, I walk in that entitlement, I assume. That, that we could share those moments. I can assume that you even perceive the world that way, you know. And it's also saying everybody's the same, mm-hmm. you know, that they're not independent. They're not, they don't themselves have the image of God on them that I have to see with the eyes of God. And I, I don't, I have to listen with his ears to this person. And so if I, if I don't engage at square one, then I'm assuming all this stuff about them and if I get lucky, I might be right. Maybe, maybe it works a couple times, you know. Mm. But over time, I, I think people can feel it. Like, you're not looking at me. You're looking at a caricature mm. of me. You're not looking at me. You think I'm, I'm a zoo animal. I'm a dog. I'm a pet, you know. You think you already know everything about me. You don't know me at all. So it, it, it just, it's, a, it's almost, I, and I'm careful to use the word abuse, because I think there are things sure. that are, like, very abusive and things that are, like, metaphorically abusive. Uh, but but it, it, it is, it's, it's like an assault, you know, to assume that. You know, this is the classic example, um, you know, uh, maybe majority culture or white culture folks, um, you know, meaning, you know, uh, a black male and trying to speak ebonics or something like that. Yeah. You know, yep. which... Uh, you know, is that still a thing? Do people still do that? The most common thing is a white person will all of a sudden start using the word brother. When like they, brother, like yeah. not brother. Brother. Like, like hey, like, right, hey brother. brother Brad. Is no, it's brother. like, all right, brother. Okay. It's like, yeah. which is like, eh, yeah, maybe. Like, yeah. Not black people ain't even using that unless you're in church and you're yeah. a deacon. Yeah. And they saying brother Brad, but yeah. but yeah. yeah, that that happens. Well, I was like, you never use. I can tell it. I can hear it in your voice. You never use that with anybody else. Right. But you using right. it because you think that helps you. Yeah, you're you're trying to connect with me, but you're yeah. you're projecting and assuming all kinds of things on yeah. me. Speaking of bonics, I think the social consciousness of society has, has gone has up, gone up enough a bit. to where yeah. folk understand. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. But you know, every once in a while, like every once in a while, once in a while I've I've heard of folks doing that and uh, had to go talk to a few of them. <laughs> yes. Hey, man, I heard you said this. <laughs> Let's unpack that, brother. <laughs> so, 
Uh, yeah, so, you know, for me, you know, humbling myself, saying, man, I, I need to repent from entitlement. I'm going back to square one. Sometimes it does feel like um, not fair, you know? So, like, the internal thing inside of me is, man, it's not fair, man. Like, some of my closest friends, you know, that I would consider friends, family, that if my life's falling apart, I'm calling them, you know? Yeah. They're people of color, you know? And... um and I feel very close to that, and I have significant experiences with them. That doesn't mean I'm some kind of expert or whatever, but but it's like, man, you know, I, I want to be like the exceptional white person, and I think mm-hmm. every white person wants to be that, wants to be the, I'm not like all the other white people, which ironically is what all the other white people say, too. It's like every, everybody's trying to get out of the you know, jail of racism, you know? And so you want to prove that quickly, and it's not fair. It's like, man, no, I... I, I do I don't get everything, but I do get a lot of it. And you want to go hurry up and share that and and you know be like I'm not dangerous, or at least I'm not dangerous anymore, or I'm less dangerous <laughs> than I used to be, you know, um, you know, fists up or whatever. You know, what you know you want to you want to like show that or demonstrate that. Yeah. And in some ways, you're kind of like it's it's not fair at like a empirical level because mm-hmm. you go you do have experiences and build up and trust and you, there is a certain amount of authority because of that you do have but authority really because we walk in spiritual authority not positional authority or institutional authority authority is given by the person and so when i'm meeting that person for the first time they don't give me any authority it doesn't matter how much of the spiritual authority i have from my experiences they still have to agree with it if they don't agree with it I have no authority. So it doesn't matter what my experiences are. So I have to start at square one. It's an act of me repenting. So it's humility for me. And sometimes humiliation because sometimes they'll project stuff on me that's not true of me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it, it's true of other people they're meeting and true of people that look a lot like me. I look like a cop, apparently. So <laughs> I get that a lot in the neighborhood. So no, I've only been offered drugs twice in the neighborhood. Um <laughs> never been propositioned or anything like that because they, they all assume I'm a, a police officer. Uh, and, and like all my neighbors have said that about me. They're like, oh, I thought you were a police officer. <laughs> even, even after they've learned what I do for a living, still like months later, they're like, so you're not a police? They're, they're still confused by it. They just assume I'm a police officer. So I, I'm like, I get it. And so, so some of that will be get projected onto me. Sure. Um, you know, some people, oh, you're a Christian. Oh, okay, you're clearly uh, pro-Trump, pro-Republican, anti black, blue lives matter, whatever all that stuff happens. And, and, and that's a complicated conversation, but that's what's being projected on me. And so some of that stuff's unfair, but it's better for my soul to humble myself. Mm-hmm. It's better for this relationship that I go, we're square one, man. Of course, of course you would assume some stuff about me, you know, now let's walk through that. And then what I find is when I do that, we could, we could usually get quickly past some of that base level conversation to where they go okay wait a minute you there seems to be some authority here mm-hmm. you know and, and we can accelerate maybe some of the relationship but if i assume relationship further down the line than it is then that usually goes negative you know so if i start at square one we can accelerate the relationship if i if i start at square three or whatever the square is um automatic and i assume that that usually would go we'll get to negative two by the end of the mm. conversation, you know? Yeah. So I've, I've learned over the years that that seems to be just better ministry. Yeah. Overall. That's the end of part one. 
Go ahead and make sure you check out the feed for part two.